just overall, it's just I, I found this passion for for um, coaching people and my failure in baseball because I never reached my potential. Here I am at 46 years old, knowing that I never reached my potential for baseball because I was undisciplined at the time. You know, my, my goal right now is to help help them reach their potential. Whatever that potential might be, whether it's 24 homes a year or 2,400 homes a year, my goal is I want to help them reach their potential. Big it up, big it up. Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We're here with Hank Cassie in Florida, now Florida. Yeah. Really, I'm, you're a Marylander. You're from the DMV. Yes. So we'll we'll focus on that part. But um, business coach, real estate coach, Tom Ferry coach. Um, tell us a little bit about your kind of where you are now with your with your business. Yeah, appreciate it. So thanks for having me on. Um, so for the last seven years, been a Tom Ferry business coach. Uh, coached hundreds of agents throughout the throughout those years and learned a ton and uh, just really passionate about it, really loving it, just seeing their growth, uh, being able to work with clients that, you know, come in, they're struggling, they're they're fed up with the business, they're stressed, they're just overwhelmed and able to help them put that plan together and, and, uh, and watch them succeed, watch them cross over from overwhelmed to, to being prosperous and, and uh, having more time with their family and just living life a better life okay so just helping i mean people and, and i imagine you you know being a, a a tom ferry coach you you have some clients that have no business and you're just helping them get some business and you have other clients that are already would most by most standards would be considered successful and then you help them become uber successful like, yeah i mean it's well success is defined on on what they want i mean some people it's just let me go sell 12 24 homes a year some people like let me go sell two, three, four hundred homes a year. So every individual's success is defined differently. And yeah. so my goal is to help them reach their success. What's what's their mean at success? Because everyone's success is is different. Individual based. Yep. So how many how many clients do you can you can you support? So I, I coach thirty seven right now. It's it's been much higher at some points, but I I like that thirty seven to yeah, max forty five. And uh I'm coaching more teams now, so uh, we got more extra support. You, you got to provide yeah. in there, and and the team members that we're helping, and uh, it's just just a lot of a lot of fun doing that. All right, yeah, so we're able to reach more people and help them. Yeah, on the team, yeah, because you're coaching the team lead, helping the team lead be a better leader. So you're actually affecting more lives than you know probably even though you have 37 clients, probably hundreds of lives have been affected by your. Well, you hope it trickles down to their spouse, their kids, their family members, their teammates. Uh, their friends, everything. So you're hoping what you, what you bring to them spreads. Yeah, good stuff. So back to the let's go way back. So okay. born and raised in, in in Maryland. You said Gaithersburg area. Yeah. So I mean, I was I I, didn't, I wasn't born in Maryland. I was born upstate New York. Moved around for the first twelve years of my life. Landed in Maryland. Um, Gaithersburg, Quince Orchard boy. Okay. I uh, graduated from Big Florida in 95. Maryland got a play. Yeah, they just, state champion again. Yeah, they just won it again. Yeah. So powerhouse football team. Yep. And uh, They were like that when I was in high school. Yeah. I feel like. They they won it my freshman year back in 91, 92. So. Yeah, I, I finished in 91. So, yeah. yeah. So they, they've had good baseball teams, good basketball teams. So I played baseball there. I uh, went on to Montgomery College, Germantown, and then, you know, played college ball, uh, chasing the 
professional dream came up a little short there and um you know got out of college and what do you do you know just when your plan doesn't work you're you're lost and all of a sudden it's like here i am bartending and who's all my clients around my bars shocker realtors wait so we don't know realtors like to drink no not in a little bit a little bit they were casual in there so just three to five days a week i had them in there but so again, I learned more about the business uh, for those couple of years I was bartending. And one day, one of the agents said, hey, you should get into this business. She, I think you have the right personality. You have the, you just, she's felt I had the right, the right makeup for it and sat down, went to lunch with her for th- three hours. And the best thing she did for me is she didn't give me all the great stuff, the money that was involved, the, the, the good stuff. She told me all the horrible shit in, in real estate that could happen. You know, the clients, the ups and downs, you know, the hours, you're working weekends. It's, it's not a nine to five. It's a, you know, it's a 24 yeah, potentially. It's, it's, it's in the grind, especially when you're starting off. So I was like, cool. Sounds like fun. Let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. I mean, and if you were already doing the bar, I mean, the, the, the bartending life, the, the service industry is yeah. no, you know, easy thing either. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a whole thing, you know, where you, you're, you start at six o'clock, you're off at 3 a.m. And now, now you're, you're fired up and ready to hang out. Right. So that's a whole different lifestyle. That's not easy as well. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously real estate brought in a little bit more stability and, uh, income potential. So, so jumped over there and again, you know, like first couple of years, you know, you struggle, you're building it. I mean, I'm 24 years old. I look like I'm 16. I show up to meet with clients who are like, we had to have, yeah, no, you know, yeah. so you're yeah. kind of like, no, it's me. And then, so you had to get through that battle just before you even showed a house, just showed some knowledge. And, um, again, I got, I got to coach my first year and a half in the business. Oh, so you were, you were, you were messing around. No. You knew when you went, you went straight into coaching. Well, I mean, you, I, former athlete, I've oh. always had a coach since I've been this big. So if, if I had a, if I had a coach for, for sports, why not have a coach for business? But so, it sounds is simple enough, but you, we know that people in yeah. in in not just our industry, but in most industries, feel like they can just figure it out. Yeah. Well, you might be able to figure it out, but it's it's the learning curve is going to take longer. And I wanted to I want to flatten the learning curve. And my manager saw I was I was putting in the work, the hours, and she's just like, "Look, you know, have you considered a coach?" I'm like, "I didn't know there was a coach. There's real estate coaches." She goes, "Yeah, I think your person I would be aligned with like a Mike Ferry, which coincidence is." Tom's dad. Right. So I was with them for a couple of years. It's funny. I was in Mike Ferry coaching. Oh, sure. I wasn't even licensed then, but my, my wife at the time was, and she was in coaching. So I was, would be on some of the calls. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I coached him for a first couple of years and just business went like that and, uh, was making money and, and building a business and, and just continued and tried a different coaching company that, you know, found. And, and then a couple of years after that, I found, found Tom. And became a client and did well there. And all of a sudden, they brought me in to become a speaker. And then, you know, for seven years now, I've been a coach. All right. So, yeah. so tell me about your that um, kind of the, how that coaching affected your business when you were not now you were the coach, yeah. but when you were a coaching client at the time. How, you know, from from you said a year and a half in, and you said your business was like that. What did that look like in terms of? I know the numbers are going to be a little thwarted based on today's sure. numbers, but what what would you say that was 
Well, so back then it was more single agents. They they didn't have the team concept. You never heard of teams, these big teams that are being formed. So much different back then. So it was very much single agent based. But for me, it was like, here's the skill sets to build upon. Here are the habits you can build upon. Here's how we're going to track and measure. And again, it's, it's that accountability that's built in there. So when you put all those things together, I challenge you not to have success. That's going to be real tough. That's going to be real tough not to have success during, you know, when you have all those four components in there. And, and, you know, just, I learned about consistency. And again, when you look at it, it's like, hey, you were pretty successful in baseball. What made you successful? You're consistent. You You had a routine, you had habits. So sports is very much like, is is very much like real estate and very much like business. Yep. So with, with that being said, you know, it was, it was a fairly easy transition, but once, once you got into it and it's like, got the skill sets and the first two years, everything felt like it was going on 150 miles per hour. But once you got in, got past that first two years, understood how to negotiate, understood contracts, understood the process, it was a matter of, okay, how, how big can we grow this thing? Mm -hmm. And I always had a, you know, I was always the single agent at the time. Um, got an assistant and built up from there. Where, did you ever have any 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 times of, you know, where you either either you weren't growing as 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 fast as you thought, or uh, times where things got more challenging than you expected, where you thought, you know what, maybe this isn't for me? Did you ever have any doubt? Oh, all the time, all the time. You know, if you don't, any successful person, if they if they tell you that they didn't want to quit, if they didn't get punched in the face. 100%, but I'm a true believer. You learn more from your failures. I learned, you know, it's like the Mike Tyson saying, it's like, everyone else has a plan so they get punched in the, the face. face. <laughs> and, um, and it's it's so true, and you get punched in the face. And look, 2008 happened. You know, we hit a major recession. Now, the one fortunate thing about the D.C. market is D.C.'s a good recession-proof. And we, we had the government there. We had plenty of contractors there. But so I had to, I had to change my total business. You know, I was, you know, selling a little bit higher end. I was doing some building. I was doing some contracting. I was doing some flips. And and that kind of halted. And what I had to do is I did, like, get singular, get really singular focused. And I decided, let's go real estate. Let's put the contract on the side. Let's put the flips on the side. Let's put everything on the side. And just go right yeah. down and, like, serve clients. Go serve clients and go, go sell some houses. Because no matter what market you're in, I don't care how bad a recession is and yeah, a lot of people got hurt by that recession. Anybody that tells you they didn't get hurt by the recession, they didn't have any money, they didn't have any assets, okay? So I coach some people now, they're in their 20s, like, yeah, I was like eight or nine during that time. I'm like, yeah, so you never got hurt, but did your parents get hurt? Yeah, I remember my right. parents losing their house. I remember my parents having to short sell their house. I remember my dad coming home and saying, you know, got laid off. So yeah, there's some hard times. So, But from a real estate perspective, there's always going to be people, people that need to buy and sell. There's always going to be those those people, whether it's, you know, a short sale, a regular sale. People are always going to have to sell, and people are always going to have to be buying. Okay, it's one of Maslow's hierarchies. We we need shelter overhead. Yep. yep. So, I just figure out how do we have to go do this. Mm-hmm. So, learned about the CDPE, went down that road, learned how to do short sales. Didn't know how sh- which short sales were. Sixty days later, I was trained. I had the paperwork and document and and just. Yeah, you know, I nailed out a bunch of them over right. the course of two years. And again, had to build out a new system for that. So I made I made a small fortune during 
recession. Okay. Yeah. I did really well during the recession. Now, did I have to check my ego? Yes. Did my average sales price go from a little over a million bucks to, to about 425, 450? Yeah, and that was 15 yeah. years ago. And you, were, you had a, over a million dollars. Right. Right. So all of a sudden now we're, we're talking about, you know, I got to go sell three houses for every one. And it just, it, you know, like it humbles you. But again, I made, no one else wanted to work and it was cool. There was fewer agents, but the agents that were really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So every deal had a had a challenge to it, and every one of those agents always got another line and said, picked up the phone and said, okay, how do we fix this challenge? So the collaboration was amazing. So if I was going to say anything to any agents, you got to love a good recession. Right. You got to love a good recession. It thins okay. the herd. And, and it... It's, it's, it thins the bad ones out, um, and the good ones, they figure out the new skill sets, they figure out those new habits, they figure out everything they have to put into their business, and they go and crush it. We're, and we're kind of seeing that now a little bit, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, with the, I, with the you know with the with with some of the agents kind of sitting on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, there, there's I mean, there's talk out there recession. Some people are going to sit there and say we're in a recession. So some people are going to sit there and say we're heading for one, and that's okay. I mean, they're talking about four point nine million homes being sold this year. What is that? Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand homes a day. And if you're an agent that wants to go sell forty, and there's a thousand homes, be, you know, forty homes in one year, and you your market, there's a thousand homes a month being sold. Right. You should be able to figure why, out. Why can't you go get why can't you go go get your three or four, you know, transactions every right. month? Go do the work. Go make the adjustments. Go get the skill sets. Go build those habits. It's right. there for you. Yeah. So what do you say to, you know, agents that get licensed now? I mean, and they see, you know, in the HGTVs of the world and the Bravos and all of that and they paint this picture that um that that exists for a few, mm-hmm. but that's not the the, yeah. the reality for the ninety nine percent. And then they come in. What, what would you say to that agent? I always sit there and say, I, I want to know what your expectation of the, of real estate is. Like, what what's your vision of real estate? If they give me the HGTV, I'm just gonna be like, all right. So then we have to do some adjust in there. Some people sit there, and and by the time they get to me, they've they've already had some challenges, and and um. And they're and they're going through those challenges and and we help them we help them we help them yeah like overcome those challenges and uh, do what we do sometimes those blocks yeah those mental blocks but it's it, a lot a lot of people just have a limited belief you know they come in with a limited belief of what what they're capable of doing in this business and once they get past that they're like okay I, I was it's it's all mindset once they get the mindset right they can they can do it. All right, pretty pretty cool. So when so you you were in business. At what point did you? Because I, I you said you're not you know you're not so you know just now you're just helping friends and family. Yeah. When did you decide and why did you decide that? You know you were so successful, you were so good at it. it seemed like after you got the skill set down and you were into the coaching, you you were able to create some consistent yeah income. Why did you decide that at one point that that you didn't want to do the real estate anymore? I fell in love with the coaching side of it. Okay. But two, I fell out of love with the real estate side of things. And to be quite honest, where I fell out of love with it, I didn't like working with other agents. It was always a challenge getting phone calls back. It was always a challenge working with them. They always thought there had to be a winner and a loser. Um, and in negotiation, when, you know, they were using themselves. Like, how would they negotiate this deal if it was them versus, let me pick up the phone, go call my client and see what they want. 
And by the time it's like, hey, go call your client and see what they really want. They call back, oh yeah, they're fine with the 10,000 hour adjustment. You argued with me all this and you didn't make the phone call until I made you go make the phone call. Until I wanted the response in writing, signed by the seller or by the buyer. Mm-hmm. So it's just, the agents were just, I got tired of working with the agents. So like I said, if there was ever really a good recession, I might jump back in. Because that's, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah you weed out this right, 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 and weed out the, um, yeah, and get the people there. On the other side, I, I just fell in love with the coaching. I, I really did. It just, you know, and it, it's nothing easy about it because there's people that show up to me. It's like, I've had six or seven clients. Coach, I have cancer. Had a few clients. Hey, coach, my spouse is is leaving me or cheating on me or we're going through a divorce. There's there's real life stuff that happens. So it's just, it's just not business and fun and games and, and all that. There's some real life we deal with on a daily basis. And, and that's great. And, but it, it, just overall, it's just I, I found this passion for for um, coaching people and my failure in baseball because I never reached my potential. Here I am at 46 years old, knowing that I never reached my potential for baseball because I was undisciplined at the time. You know, my my goal right now is to help help them reach their potential, whatever that potential might be, whether it's 24 homes a year or 2,400 homes a year. My goal is I want to help them reach their potential. Yeah. And if I can help them reach their potential, I'm successful as a coach. Yeah, they're can. successful in their life. But mm-hmm. them reaching their potential, what does that do for their relationship? What does that do for their marriage? What does that do with that? What does that do with with their relationship with their kids? You know, the time spent with them. You know, we have 168 hours in a week. We sleep 56 hours of those. You have 112 hours, awaken hours most of the time, and that's if we all get eight hours. Of right. Time. Yeah. So we have 112 hours a week. How, do, how are you going to use those hours? And normally people work 40, 50, 60 hours. And I hear some of these agents that are working 80 or 90 hours a week. And I'm just like, why? You know, like, where are your systems? Where are your processes? You know, where's the support? And some just, they're the bottleneck. And if we can just undo that bottleneck, and all of a sudden they get 10, 20, 30 hours back in their week, and they can go put it towards their family or a different business, Difference maker, it's it's a it's a it's a totally difference maker, big yeah. time. Yeah, and I can see that you you that you're passionate about the service part and and getting the getting that potential out of the clients. I wonder if that comes all the way back from 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 the bartending, from service oriented and and you know trying to trying to to serve others. Yeah, you 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 learn that. I mean, you learn the service part doing that. I didn't I didn't do that job because I wanted to. I did that job because it's either I lay in bed all day and do nothing, which is, in my opinion, not acceptable. Yeah, I get up and go do something. I I, I remember being in there. I was like, no more than no more. You can't do this more than two years. Like you got to make a decision. So, it's I guess that was my period of like finding myself. Like, what am I going to do? And mm-hmm. you know, you get up, you know, making decent money for a 21, 22 year old at the time, but all of a sudden, you know, they come in and they. My whole bar crowd is, is is realtors, which today it's like I see them out drinking and partying. I'm like, all right, can you, you got to invent some more. Right, right. Up. <laughs> yeah, or time. Right. But, but, you know, them showing up is is what got me into this industry and ultimately led me to becoming a coach. Yeah. Who knows where I would have been? I don't know. It's destiny. Right. And then so, and you were in, you said in Bethesda, big team, and then you, you, you moved. Down this way. Yeah, so I met, I met my wife. Funny, I was at a, in Vegas at a REMAX convention, and I met my wife there who was there with some friends, and 
she just happens to live in Fort Myers, Florida, and it was a very cold, cold winter in uh, Florida, or I'm sorry, in Maryland that, that winter, like in the teens, and 75 down in Florida, she goes, you want to come visit? I'm like, I think so. Yeah. Get the computer out, booked a flight, spent a few days down there, and that was, that's what it was. And then um, when she got pregnant, she's just like, uh, what you going to do? Hey, your traffic sucks. Your weather sucks. You got to move down here. So, yeah, I picked up and been down there for nine years now and and loved it. First two years was was tough, you know, different pace, which drove me nuts. I, I was used to the D.C. pace of like, let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. And um, all of a sudden when I got down there, it just took me two years to slow down a little, get adjusted, learn how to play, well, not Still learning, now play still golf. learning, right, right. Like playing more golf, yeah. going to the beach more often, you know, like enjoying the lifestyle. Yeah, better quality of life. So, but then I became a new dad and uh, was learning that. So, that, how I going? How old is he's nine and just like his dad, he's a golf addict. So, he's we're either at pop stroke or putt putt on Friday night, top golf on a Saturday, and playing 18 holes on Sunday. So, a lot of golf on the weekend with that guy. So, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. He's no phenom, but he is a. Uh, it's that killer instant. We we never know. Yeah, and you can no. put and you and you and I know you'll get you'll be able to make sure that you get that potential oh, yeah. if you can get it. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna get there. We're gonna get. There. All right. Oh yeah, he's a blast. Good stuff. I've got a quote of the day, but I don't have my phone. All right. <laughs> All right. Quote of the day. <laughs> I know. I know. I like that one better. <laughs> right. Con- quote of the day. Consistency is the fruit of the tree of success. The more you do something effectively. And with a goal in mind, the better you will get at it and the more you will feel fulfilled. Dan O'Brien. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, you've been around this ecosystem. You've been around a lot of successful agents and business people. If you look at one of their traits, consistency is is what helps them. That's what gets you there. I always tell my clients, I'd rather you be, I'd rather you be, do consistently I'd rather you do less consistently than more inconsistently. Yeah. Do less consistently and more than more consist inconsistently, you're gonna win. That's true. It's like if, if you know, sometimes I think I know in, in our space and you know, we wanna just figure I'll just work really, really hard on Saturday to make up for all the the, the stuff I didn't do during the week and it just doesn't work that way. Do it. And that's that's not maintainable. You can't maintain that. Because you just get burnt out, you get frustrated. It's it stresses you out. It's just like go plan your schedule, go plan your day, and 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 just execute the plan. And I always try to get my clients. I was like, if you can execute eighty percent of your of your plan for a week, you win it. You're yeah. gonna win. And when I sit there and say that's four out of five days, so you have not. If you're doing good Monday through Thursday, don't go purposely shit the bed on Friday because the the real estate gods are gonna punish you next week. Like finish out the week strong, but the next week when you lose your voice, when you're not feeling good, when the school calls you up and your kid's sick and you have to take the day off, you know, you have that day. Yeah, it's okay. You have that day to give, but, you know, just be consistent. You know, it doesn't matter how little, and then it's it's building that muscle. It's like you go to the gym, you're not going to pick up the heavy weights. You're going to build up to that. That's consistency also. But consistency is so important in business. I don't care. Life, yeah. relationships, everything. You're consistent with everything. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, that is a part yeah. of everything. 
if you consistently drink too much, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, we if were just you, talking about. We were just talking you about. Know, yeah, if you consistent, you know, if you if you do the bad things inconsistently, if you eat bad consistently, you know, you, you don't weigh 400 pounds after a week of week of eating pizza. You weigh 400 pounds because of 20 years of poor decisions of what you want to eat. Yeah, yeah, so that doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, but I love that, and it works both ways. Works both yeah, ways. Yeah, works both ways. You yeah. the gym. No one wants to go to the gym. Yeah, that's right. Sucks in the gym. Right. When you walk out of the gym. Oh, you definitely feel good. You feel good. You still might want to throw up. You might not feel good, but an hour later. But you know that. After that shower, you're yeah. like. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Even if it's a bad workout. You, you might sit there and say bad workout, but it's better than no workout. Right. So. That's true. Love All it. Right. Awesome. Well, let me ask. If if we wanted to if if we wanted to reach out to you for coaching, wanted to, um, to, to learn more about you, how, how would we reach you? Uh, and so you can reach me out, reach out to me on Instagram at H Hank, at Hank Cassie, H A N K C A S S I no E. And then, um, that's the best way to reach out to me. Okay. Yeah. Instagram. Oh, sorry. I appreciate it. All right, man. Enjoy. Thank it. you. Thank All you. Right. Yeah.